Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. And how are you? You know, I have not been sleeping very well. And it's because I have been having the most absolutely fucked up dreams. Like, bat shit crazy cannot explain tried to walk dan through one of them the other day and he was like but how did you get back and i go like i was talking about being in italy and then i was talking about being at my house he's like how did you get back i go i don't know my dreams don't make sense he has i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before but he doesn't ever have nightmares he has dreams that are mildly annoying that's what he calls them he goes i had a night annoyance he doesn't. Of course he does. He, and he is fully aware that he is dreaming all of the time in his dreams. I have like full on sagas where I travel to like multiple countries in the same dream without ever traveling. Like I do not. You okay? There's someone outside the door and it kind of sounded like a cop radio, but I couldn't tell if it was just a deep voice or a cop radio. And so I was trying to like listen to while I was listening to you and see they're because they're coming closer to my door. And I was like, are they coming to my door? Are they trying to go to a different door? But there was also just a situation on last episode when we were recording that was happening outside my door that you couldn't hear. And so I'm not sure if it's related or not. <laughs> there's a lot of things happening here that don't happen at my apartment. And um, so I'm I'm not very good at I've I've been learning how inattentive I am mentally. And so <laughs> I'm sorry. For my facial reactions but it's um, fine. no I but to a different a different uh, hotel room oh good great um but yeah so like i he was like trying to ask the through line of my dream and i was like what the fuck do you mean they're, they're no it, that's the point they don't make sense i wake up in the morning and go what was that but i blame the exorcist for my current like cycle of dreams that's because not good <laughs> no because i have not had any nightmares but what has happened is often quite a few times I have like laid down to go to sleep and felt like I started to have like that anxiety that I have after I watch scary things. And I have like meditated and talked myself out of having a nightmare. So I'm like consciously pushing those thoughts out of my head, which means that all the thoughts that do pop into my head make absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. So like yes. I'm not having nightmares, but it's still the exorcist's fault that I'm having the dreams I'm having. Well, I, I will tell you the same thing I tell Rachel because she has wild dreams that make absolutely no sense. If you like voice record, voice voice memo them and send them to me and I write a book out of it, I'll give you some royalties from my book if it ever Fantastic. makes any Fantastic. <laughs> Because I love like when I write, I love to just like have a wild idea and then just take it in a billion directions. Like I just need like one thought. Like, I mean, obviously we have our alien book I'm going to write, but yeah. like. If it comes from your dreams, totes will like cut you in. Perfect. If it um, makes any money. If it doesn't, I'll just say thanks in the book too. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the other the other thing that has been causing me to have weird dreams is that I've been stressed a lot lately. And um my biggest stress in life is that um Saturday no, Friday night, I became completely convinced that I am the worst pet parent in the history of the world and that I have never done anything right in my entire life. 
and I had a full on breakdown and Dan, Dan called me and I started telling him what was going on. And I just started sobbing on the phone with him. I was like, I can't even keep a fucking lizard alive. How am I supposed to have children? And he goes, whoa, stop. Hold on. Back up. (laughs) You You have done nothing wrong. So for those of you who don't already know my drama like Courtney does, my gecko had stuck shed on her toes on Friday, which... If you are a reptile person, you will know is a very, very common thing that happens to geckos. And some people have issues with stuck shed every single time the gecko sheds. This is the first time in 11 months I have had any shed issues. And I did all of the things you're supposed to do. And I gave her a steam bath Friday night and I rubbed her toes and tried to get the shed off. Wet. Hold on. Yeah, your mic cut out for a second. I added extra. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I heard the last thing you talked about was the, her steam bath. And oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I rubbed her toes after I put her in the steam bath, which she absolutely hated. And then I added extra wet, like paper towels into her hide. So it was even more humid than usual and let her go and lay in the paper towels. And then the next, and then I left her alone and I didn't like touch her at all for a day. And then when I came back and looked at her again Sunday morning. Her toes are f- perfectly fine. They look so good. And I was so happy. But I literally just was like, so between watching The Exorcist Saturday and Friday, thinking that I was <laughs> going to have to take um, my gecko to an exotic vet to have her toes amputated, like it's been a rough weekend. I want you to know that this is like the most spoiled gecko in all of time. Like it is so well treated that like <laughs> it's like <laughs> you are such like a mothering type to this gecko. Oh, oh my god. That today that I is thought the I, last thing I would Today think. I thought I lost this pen again and it turns out I didn't lose it. It was just sitting under a pillow, but I never moved that pillow because Pip was sitting on it and I didn't want to upset her. See? That's that's what I mean. That is prime example. I also um, saw an opera this weekend that I literally cannot describe to you in any way other than it was straight up an acid trip. I felt so... Does it have a name? Well, it was Carmina Burano, which is not an acid trip. But the, this particular <laughs> production, this particular production of it and like the, the Barcelona theater that like put it on, I, I, I genuinely... I couldn't. I, I was trying to explain to Dan everything that I had just seen on stage because he was on stage, but like he was singing. So he couldn't see what was happening behind him on stage. And I was like, no, no, no. Straight up. I want you to know (laughs) if you tell me you see an opera that's an acid trip, the very last one I think you're going to say is Carmina Like Correct, right? That is not where I thought you were about to go. (laughs) When during the swan song, they had like a video footage of humans on a spit roast and like, someone got naked on stage and like people were in pools of water float. It was when I tell you, I cannot. Yeah. I don't, I genuinely don't know what I witnessed. It was an hour and a half of my life that I cannot explain. And I saw all of this while sitting next to Dan's father. I went to the show with him (laughs) and I was sitting next to him while people stripped on stage. 
Love that. Love that. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Also, because now I really want to see what's happening on this show, even if it's disturbing, which is what it sounds like. It was. It was. Um, it was so bad that his cousin came up. Dan's cousin came up to me at the end and was like, "Just so you know, because I know this was your first, Carmina. That's not usually what happens." I haven't seen it, but based on what I know about <laughs> it, yeah, that's not what I would have guessed. So, Jesus so it's Christ. just been a very <laughs> emotional roller coaster of a weekend. <laughs> um, so I'm great. Excellent. Excellent. How are you? <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about my emotions because they are everywhere. Um, yeah. But I finished, um, speaking of, I finished The Good Wife. Did um, you? Which has quite a few seasons, but yeah. I had quite a few breakdowns. So I watched all of it. I um, was unprepared for season five. For anyone who's watched it, I don't. I don't know anyone else who has watched this show. So if anyone has watched this show, please talk to me because I need to talk about season five and I need someone to understand how I feel, but it's fine. I'm watching the good fight. Now it's the spinoff that Christine um, Brinkley is in from yeah. 2018, um, which like, no, I'm always going to miss the spinoff. Sorry. I just started it. Christine Bransky, not Christine Brinkley. <laughs> oh my God. I keep calling her Christine Brinkley. It's absolutely Christine Bransky. Like, oh my Christine gosh. Brinkley's a model. Um, yeah, she is. Those are very different people. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, like, I'm not usually super stoked about spinoffs. They're very yeah. few I found that I liked. But uh, I've only seen, like, four episodes. But it seems fine so far. And, I, I mean, I love Christine Marinsky. So, like, yeah. I'm in it for her, regardless. Um, but, yeah. So, speaking of shows, it's almost that time. It's August. It's close enough. October is when the next season of American Horror Story comes out. And let me take you on my journey. <laughs> so this is the first season that's been based off of a book. It's based off the book Delicate to Condition by Danielle, Va uh, Danielle Valentine. I have okay. just forgotten her name. The book doesn't come out till, well, it came out today. Um, but here's the thing. <laughs> I needed to know what was happening before today. So I went on NetGalley because I used to do book reviews and I got an early galley copy of it in June. And when I tell you that this season is going to be, well, it's, the, it's also the first season that's not full, like written by, um, oh my God, I can't remember anyone's name. It's way too late in my brain. You know, the guy, what's his name? Oh, um, Ryan Murphy. Jesus Christ. Yes. I was going to say Brad, <laughs> but Brad is my guy, not your guy. So. Brad is yeah, no, Brad's your guy. Ryan's my guy. <laughs> um, it's written by a woman. It's not written by Daniel Valentine, um, but it's written by a woman. And Matt Shushkri, I don't know how you say his last name, but he plays Logan from Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. also a main character in The Good Wife. So I'm like yeah. on a Matt role right now. Right. Um, plays one of the main characters. And I'm just saying, like, it's got, and like, Kim Kardashian's in it, but she's playing an important but not often role. Like it seems like her character is important to the story, but it's not is not as present. Which we'll see if that's for the best or not. I'm gonna guess it's probably for the best. But um, I'm very interested to see how this is gonna turn out. Um, but the book was really good. I read. I loved it. Um, it was wild. I did not guess the end, um, which is always fun for me. 
Interesting. But yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one. Emma Roberts is back. She's playing the lead. I think she's playing the lead. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. I will be vaguely talking about it when it comes out. <laughs> but Perfect. I because we will but, for sure not be caught up by October. Oh my gosh, no. I mean, I'll be caught up, but the podcast won't be. <laughs> right. Um. So in the meantime, before we get into our horror for the day, please enlighten me with some spiritual guidance. You know, I wrote this on Saturday in my notebook to read to you. I think actually, um, I think it's really good for where you're at in life right now, where we're all kind of at in life. Um, Great. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Albert Einstein. That is the truest. Literally, that has been like me every day. I'm like, I yeah. just have to keep going because <laughs> if I just stop, going. everything falls apart. Yeah. I just have to keep going. Yeah. Um, don't worry. I'll be fine by Saturday. Everyone, by the time you hear this, I'll be fine. But today has just been a little bit stressful. I also have the past two and a half weeks. So, so the way I like to add to my stress is by watching The Exorcist. <laughs> little little horror therapy for for you um this is season one episode three called let them in it aired also i'm so sorry if i start sounding nasally because i feel my like face inflaming from probably getting sick um it aired october 7th 2016 which is the day that the new american horror story comes out is october 7th um if you didn't know um it is rated 8.1 out of 10. Um, the number one song is still closer by the Chainsmokers. The number one movie is Girl on the Train. And I'm not sure I've read the book still. I feel like I was going to read it. But then I read like three different books about trains in a row. And now I don't know if I read it or not. I don't Do you, remember. Have you read it? I haven't read it. But I know I haven't read it. And I know I haven't seen the movie because I kept saying I was going to read it. And then I never read it. To be fair, that Nora, I Roberts, movie. that Nora Roberts book that I read um, was the first book that I finished since 2020, 2019, probably. Uh, it's been a, it's been yeah, a long I, time of not. I've been, I've been reading a lot lately. Yeah. I'm on a, oh, but I didn't tell but, you. My mom yes. bought me second and third book before I even finished reading the first book. She got so you the now, second book? Is that what you just said to me? Yeah, she bought me the second I'm and so third book. She bought me the second and third book. So I'm almost done with so the second prepared. book. Yeah, I, nice. I'll, finish, I'll finish the second book tomorrow. So that's, that's two exciting. books, I, um, two books in two weeks. Two books in two weeks. You better start your Goodreads challenge. Better log it in. Yeah, um, I have not read this one. This is a different one that I've read. It's something okay. else about a train that I read. Um, <laughs> but I've heard good things about it, so I will, I will read it one day. It's by Paula Hawkins. Um, yeah, I'm I'm halfway through the book I'm reading for my book club that's not till August 24th anyway, so. Nice. Not, you, wait, but you said that that's not the, that um, wasn't the number one book right then. That was the number one movie, right? Yeah, but then I couldn't remember if I read the book or not. So right, I no, no, no. I, I know. We started talking about the yeah. books, but I was like, wait, but we were definitely talking about the movie of Girl on the Train, not yes. the book. Yes. Okay. Because that one had... Either Amy Adams or Isla Fisher. I don't oh, remember. yes. I, I don't know which one it was with. 
yeah. Um, I know. I know. Amy and Adams the number. Is, I know Amy Adams is Enchanted, and I know Isla Fisher's Confessions of um, a Shopaholic, and then I don't know who yes. they are any other time. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's correct. <laughs> um, the number one book is Home by Harlan Coben. I have not read any Harlan Coben books. I think I'd like them. He has his own section on Netflix because he came out with like six Netflix sec- uh, specials of his shows after like COVID. Um, people love him. He's very popular. I haven't read him. One day I might. He's, he writes thrillers, so I probably will try to read him one day. Um, I won't say I have happy news for today. <laughs> it's kind of like generic, but it's some interesting things to kind of put you back in the mind. Last week we talked about a hurricane, so. And I have an update. <laughs> Hurricane Matthew has now hit the U.S. <laughs> we are oh, now post-Haiti. So my story about Robert and being a shitbag is actually more connected to this week than last week. Yes. yes. Got it. Cool. So cool, this cool, was cool. this was today. Um, and then there was a wing found from Malaysia Airlines 370, which is interesting. I don't know that I remember that happening. I remember it disappearing. But, I don't remember them was finding the during, wing. Oh, yeah, I remember disappearing. I don't remember them finding the wing. Um, but this is also in the midst of Hillary's emails being released and uh, Donald Trump being uh, grabbing women and whatnot. So, like, that is smack dab where we are in 2016. Right, right. October 2016. For where we are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Good times. Um, our director is Michael Nankin. Yeah, I always think I'm saying his name wrong because I can't write the end of the word when I write it down, it seems like. But uh, yeah, same, same director. Um, writer, we have we have the creator and then we have the screenplay creator that are listed every time. And then we have yeah. a different writer for this week is Dre, is Dre Ryan. She is known for Man in the High Castle. Ah, Company. And the messengers, which I don't know as much about, but oh, I know man, man in the high castle and colony are like two of the best. I know, I know. So uh, I don't know anything fun about her. Sorry, I don't know anything fun about a lot of these people, but I can tell you what they're known for. Right. Um, the editor is Janet Weinberg. She's known for Hacks, which is really good. If you haven't seen it, it's on Max. Um, Interview with a Vampire, twenty twenty two, which I haven't watched yet. Watched yet. Um, Better Things, which I did watch. It has Lisa Cardinelli. Is that her name? Uh, Lin- Linda Cardellini? Li- yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. One. That's her name. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was like, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, and Jane the Virgin, which I loved Jane the Virgin. Yeah, you and my one brother. One of my favorite shows I've seen. Oh, so good. So good. Did you watch it? No. Oh God! You, it's you, one of those things it's where it's so not that I don't want to. It's just that I haven't had time. I'm still trying to catch up with happened. YouTube videos from 2020. So like, right, right. Well, well, Jane the Virgin came out before 2020. So <laughs> go back, go back. But uh, no, it's it's one. Of, it's like one of the better written shows, and it's that I've seen in a while. I feel like, but I really like it. I digress. Um, our guest star or our star we're talking about this week is Kurt. Aguilar. Okay. Because we have still not made it to our main characters that I thought we would talk about by now in the credits, which is fine. Um, he plays Father Bennett. He is known for Beasts of No Notion. No Nation. Yeah, Skyfall. Beasts of no- 
Oh, you don't know Beast of No Nation? Anything I'm writing. I do. Oh. Okay. What is it? Is it good? So, like- uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. It won like um. It was in 2015. It won like a bunch of awards. It was um based about um. Uh, one of the I don't remember which country in um, the which country oh it's it's set in an unnamed country in africa but i don't remember which country mm. it's based off of but it's about one of the civil wars in africa and it stars idris elba and it was just like super oh super intense um i'm trying to remember so i started law school in 2015 right. i don't know what happened in 2015 um <laughs> it it was based on a book by uzodinma iwali and it i think it I'm trying to remember. I thought it won some awards, but it doesn't look like it did. Oh no, it definitely did. What is that award? I think I think I saw that it did when I was looking him up earlier. Yeah, um, it. Um, but yeah, it was. Oh, it won a bunch of stuff at the at a bunch of film festivals, and then it was released on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a big deal when it came out, and I'm trying to. There was somebody. It just. Oh, Kurt was. I felt like there was a kid who was like the main kid in it was like a big deal. Um, mm. I don't know. I oh, didn't um, it until this show. For oh no, the the kid who played the child soldier was named Abraham Ada, and he was then in Spider Man, like No Nation or Spider Man Homecoming and Spider Man No Way Home. Mm. He like it like launched okay. his career. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, nope, did not know it existed. Um, but I'm glad that it did so well. Yeah. Um, so he's known for that. Skyfall, Pan, and most recently House of Dragon. Um, okay. So he's like doing stuff. He's like yeah. killing the game. Um, and just like a fact about him, he started out in theater in England. And he did That's a lot good. of Shakespeare stuff and he won some awards for like, it seems like some like newer plays and stuff. Um, and then he went into acting for a few years and then went back to theater. And now he's pretty much just full acting um, like film for film and TV. Nice. So, now it's time. Great. To let him in. Please don't. Do not let any demons no. in. No, 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 um, no, no, no. So we start five months ago and we're in the car with Kat and her friend Julia. And you know this isn't going to end well because you already know what happens. Correct. So you're just waiting. However, what we didn't know is they were actually in love with each other. And so they're having this really cute conversation back and forth. And like you can tell they've been friends for a while, but they've like never admitted their feelings. And uh, like the visuals are really cool in the scene to me because they have so you know like like focus feature how it has like the company has those like yeah. golden circles that kind of go through stuff it was that those kind of i mean i know you know we watched it but it was like those yeah. kind of like golden circles and it yeah. kind of felt like like a reflection of like a flame almost was like on them and it just yeah. felt like you know something bad's about to happen mm-hmm. and so i really liked the way they used the like lighting there um and then they were confessing their love and she died. And okay. that was really tragic. But did you see why she died? I thought she looked away. 
She she, she looked, looked she looked away, but when then she looked back on the road, did you see what was on the road? Why she swerved? Oh no, I didn't. I sure didn't. It was the guy from outside the church. He was standing in the middle of the road. Oh, I totally missed that. I I was well, I was my brain is not hundred percent. I was pissed. Yeah. Yeah, and then especially it. with what happens um, with him later this episode, I was like, "The fuck!" Yeah, they really love a good tie-in of like something you know nothing about that they yeah. just throw into the first scene and then they <laughs> tie it all in together. Um, but yeah, and then we go to the credits, and my first thought is like, "What if Julia starts possessing all of them? Like, what if she becomes a demon?" I understand that that's not realistic and probably that's won't not happen how, how de- i don't think that's how demons work i'm pretty like 90 percent confident <laughs> that at least in this world that that's definitely not how demons work yeah i'm pretty sure that's not how that's gonna go but right as long <laughs> as we're on the same page like, on that one. tragic would that be <laughs> yes so then we jump to today and we have the guy yelling about demons in the end of time and whatnot yeah, um, oh, no, outside not that. of that yeah. wasn't the, yeah, that was a different guy than I'm talking about the beardy guy who I yeah. thought was Paul Giamatti was in the first scene. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So this is the crazy guy. That, this, uh, is a di- this is a different crazy guy. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, a different crazy guy. And he's yelling about demons and the end of time and whatnot. And yeah. Outside of Angela's apartment. And uh, Father Bennett arrives to meet with Angela because we've been talking about her children being possessed and whatnot and uh no i thought father bennett was meeting with her that wasn't at her apartment it was at the place where they're gonna have the pope yeah sure is i am sorry to everyone for my brain's existence father Father bennett (laughs) is there to discuss the pope's tryst correct and uh (laughs) i told you i took notes and now they like don't make sense in my brain it's totally fine um and so they're talking about it. And then we jump back to the house where the family was murdered last week. And there's two guys hanging out that live in the neighborhood, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're talking about all the neighborhood stuff. And they're like, you know, that like, this is some like crazy white guy who did this. He started saying like the most white names there. It was so funny. That was and so they're, like, funny. Cause they're like, we are not the type of people that do this. This is insane yeah. stuff. He, like, no, he was like, he was like, he was like gangs. He, he was like, yeah, there's a lot of violence on this side, but gangs don't cut your eyeballs out and keep them. Like exactly. that is not, he was yeah. like, that is a That's white another se- level. He was, he said that is a white guy with three names. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, it is. And he starts like coming up with all these names. And then, um, and then Marcus comes up because you know he can't stay out of anything. Probably for yeah. the best. Yeah, we need him. We um, need him right now. He so he starts asking questions because he hears them talking about it, and they like don't want to talk to him because they're like, "You're a cop. We're not telling you any of this stuff." And then he shows them he's a priest, and they immediately are like, "Yeah, we'll tell you everything." Maybe not quite that, <laughs> but they didn't. Yeah, but like it, it, it is interesting because I thought it. This is back to things that actually don't have anything to do with the episode, but just, like, comments on, like, society and everything. There is this really, it's really interesting. And if you look into a lot of, especially in inner city demographics, and, like, especially, like, I I know having grown up in a city that has a predominantly minority, like, population. Yeah. Um, African-Americans who live in low-income neighborhoods and, like, deal with crime a lot also tend to be much more devoutly religious than other people in 
like those cities. Like that is yeah, obviously a stereotype, but it it's a stereotype that's based in reality. And so like it didn't surprise me at all that they immediately were like even if they weren't Catholic, because a lot of times you don't you don't see African American people being as likely to be Catholic as they are to be like non Catholic religions, but or like Christian religions, but like immediately being like, no, for yeah. sure, like that that switch didn't feel fake at all. Oh no, it didn't at all. And like, although Marcus did seem a little threatening, <laughs> it was like you were Marcus saying you're definitely priest, like, but in the most threatening way. <laughs> You know, okay. Like, I guess you do you. Right. I mean, I'm not saying if I was trying to talk to a priest and confess my sins, like Marcus would be who I'd pick. <laughs> but like, sure. I don't know. I might would. I feel safe with <laughs> I feel safe with the angry man. <laughs> he feels like the one that like is there for the right reasons. Like... <laughs> Well, yeah, because he was—he's not going to be a creep. He doesn't—he doesn't have the time to like fake. Like you can't. Marcus is not the kind of guy who's like touching little children because no kid is going to no, no. willingly go alone with that man. Like he is way too angry for that. But like he's also the one that like if I had to pick a priest to fight a demon with, he's the oh, one. Oh no, for like. sure. For so sure. like definitely. But like also, if I'm like walking down the street at night and there's like. A gang of 20 people coming at me he's also the priest i'm picking to fight with me for that so like more about self press like like preservation than like confessionals i guess yeah but yeah things things that yeah. people don't usually think which priest would be my bodyguard another book the priest the the body bodyguards priest priest's bodyguard they're both priests. I don't know. I'll workshop it. I'll come we'll, back. We'll, we'll come figure back it out. That we'll get there. <laughs> um, but he learns that the eyes were cut out, and he knows that that's not normal for murderers. And um, and then we go to the church, and uh, Henry is talking um to Angela. I'm sure if I remember, I didn't write it down. And she, he's talking about how like, uh, oh no, he's talking to Tomas because he's telling him, he's like, you don't believe in demons or any of this stuff, do you? He's like, you just really don't come across that way. And yeah. Tomas is playing like very straight edge. He's like, doesn't matter, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about Casey. Um <laughs> All of my allergies kicked in for this episode. I'm sorry. Um, so then they start talking about Casey and being um, demonically possessed and whatnot. And Henry knows that something has to be done, but he doesn't know like what to do. So he's like, what do we do? And then Marcus walks in and I was like, yeah, that's your answer. He's the one. Um, but instead he gives him some like, we'll make it through. We're going to get through this talk. Yeah. And so we go to Casey and Cap who we learned to try and close for Julia's memorial. Also, why is the memorial five months later? That feels like a long time. It does. Um, sometimes, I guess it depends on like what kind of, I mean, when we see what it is and the fact that it's actually not like a, a memorial service, it's their ballet company dedicating a show to her. That makes sense yeah. for it to be five months later. Like sometimes it takes time it takes time to process and arrange and 
Yeah. And so like that is totally different than what I, then yeah. Cause at first I was like, that's, I mean, and sometimes like it depends. So like when my grandpa died, when I was 12, he died in like early March and in Buffalo, you can't really dig in early March. Sure. So we had like a, a church funeral in March, but then we had like a memorial in the summer where we actually like buried his yeah. body. So like, and like that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't know. I just, I was like, that caught me off guard. I was like, that's a, that's the yeah. weird time to have that. But um, Casey's trying on clothes for the memorial. And Kat's trying to just rush her. And then the creepy demon shows up again. And he's trying to convince her to wear this very uh, form-fitting and more risque dress than she would normally wear. And uh, there's nothing wrong with wearing this dress. But it is not Casey's style at all. It's also not a memorial really also not a memorial dress but then no. again what cat is wearing didn't really feel like it was for a memorial either except for that it was black like <laughs> yeah but like none of them like they were all like none of the people really felt like they were in the right memorial and then it there. turns out that they're actually just there for a ballet opening that they're dedicating it's right. not the same as it's not exactly. really a memorial we don't know what a memorial yeah. is um, i think yeah, that's there seems to be some confusion there. Yeah. Um, but he tells her she's like, Oh my god, I can't have this dress, it's thirty six hundred dollars. And that's fucking a lot. Steal it. I'm sorry, that's that is a lot. lot of money for a dress. Like I could see I don't a know wedding. how rich I'd have to be. My sister didn't even spend that much money on her wedding dress. Right. Like, I don't plan to spend that much on a wedding dress. Like, I don't I don't know how rich I'd have to be to, like, spend that much on a dress. Plan to spend that much money on a wedding dress, but, like, I'm not making promises because you've met me. Um, sure. I, but, yes. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no. that That's a lot for just, like, a, a casual dress. Yeah. Yeah, too much. And uh, so, you know. He tells her to steal it. And then we go to Father yeah. Marcus, who's gone to the, the girl's house, or goes to, like, Angela's house. I don't know their last name. I don't know how I've missed their last name and all this, so I just keep calling the house different people's. But Rance. <laughs> their last name is Rance. Rance. R-A-N-C-E. Rance. Yeah. Um, thank you. I for, sh- for sure did not remember that. So he goes to the Rance house, and um, he's asking, like, he's going around the sister's rooms, and he's asking if they're friends, and, like, Finds a creepy jewelry box, you, like music box that you know is not going to go well because yeah, no, never does. Because creepy music boxes um, never go well. Not the one, yeah. Um, and then we jump over to the. It seems the Cardinals' dinner. They seem he seems to be the one that like is in charge, but it's their preparation for the Pope to arrive. Correct. Um, and so the annoying lady is leading the dinner, as she seems to lead everything, and she's a. Uh, trying to send the pope to more rundown towns she's like let's send him to the like more underprivileged areas and make it more widespread and all this and everyone's like yeah i don't think that's a good idea uh, what? but also he's like the pope and has a tight schedule why are you waiting to like two weeks before he's there see i didn't i was confused on what her point of view was 
because I thought it wasn't necessarily that she cared about where he was going. She was just trying to like not have him drive and basically like be like, take the L train, do these things, use Chicago's infrastructure, yeah. make it worth our money. Um, which, well, I wasn't sure because it seemed like she wanted to go to like the more underprivileged areas because she made a very pointed comment to like Tomas about where he lives. Then it felt like the way Tomas was arguing didn't, I didn't know if she was with him or against him. Like it, it was just, I don't know her I, motives. I don't know what, what she stands for. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know what to make of her yet. I mean, I don't like her, but oh, no, I, I for don't sure don't like her. her and I don't, I don't know if that's just because she's a bitch or because she's actually got bad intentions. Right. Right, exactly. Um, but we're interrupted because a girl starts screaming in the street. And they walk outside, and he's burning alive. Now, was this... Super this was the, the creepy guy from the beginning of this episode, not the Paul Giamatti oh, guy. Or this is the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is the creepy guy from the beginning of this episode that was uh, yelling about everything. Okay. And when we opened. And because he had his little speaker box with him. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. And he was just like burning alive and dying in the middle of the street, which is super cool. Um, and there's a ton of black smoke that fills the sky. Like a little little much. So something's going on there. So we go to the church and uh Casey is meeting with Tomas and Marcus. And Tomas is being very like low key. He's like, so we're just checking in. Do you speak other languages? And she's like, but he asked like in a different language. She's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, and then he's like, okay, no problem. Yeah. And then he's like, can you move this pen, but like not with your hands? Like, and she's being like, very like fuck? chill about it. But he's like, the problem is he's <laughs> asking too direct of questions. Like he's not like, trying yeah. to like communicate with her he's just like do a miracle so that i have video proof right. of you having a miracle like a, a non-human entity yeah. inside of you and father marcus is like out of my way yeah he's like oh yeah this is this isn't gonna happen so i'm so he steps in and he starts talking about the difference between cat and casey and he's like you're the athletic one you're the not, artistic one you're not pretty yeah like you've never been the pretty one and then he starts telling her about the different types of plants and how like the prettiest ones are the ones that need the most care and she's like are you saying i'm a succulent and then he just like keeps going he's like, like he's like this he's like the sturdy succulents don't need attention from other people they do well and they're their own kind of beautiful but they make it on their own and they don't need anyone and the pretty flowering plants are the needy ones and so the succulents have to grow without attention and she's like what are you even talking about but also she knows exactly <laughs> what he's talking about because he's like uh, yeah he's like he's like you resent how much attention your sister has because she's prettier than you and you're never good enough and you've had to be this strong on your own and right. i was like like he lays it out no. um and then after he's worked her up he starts asking her how she feels about cat and she's like yeah i like her and he's like all the time do you like her all the time and she's like well no we're sisters but like you know and then no, he starts my question her a punching bag my question about that is um is that all it takes to become possessed by a demon is sometimes not liking your siblings because if that is the case I'm screwed. Ooh. We uh 
we would make it. I think it. I think it's just I, how you I, bring out the demon once it's oh. there. I don't think it puts the demon there. I think it just brings right. them out when they are there. Because I'm like, I love my siblings. I love them so much. I don't like them all of the time. Sure. Yeah. And especially when I was a teenager, totally I for sure didn't like them all of the time. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. was like, is that all it takes? Yeah, I think it's. I think the demon has to be there first, and then you can bring it out with that. So, like, okay. I think you're okay right now. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah. And then he brings out her jewelry box, and this is where everything flies off the handle. So uh, he's pulling stuff out. And he pulls out a compact from ages ago, and he's like, "Where did you get this?" And she's like, "I don't know. I just like have it, whatever." And yeah he so like and then the man the demon shows up and he's like watching her and it's clear that he gave it to her because it's from like the 20s or something and so he starts asking and he's like where did you get this where did you get this how do you have this and she's panicking and the demon's just like don't worry about it it's just like just like don't answer his questions just act like you don't know anything that's okay i didn't hear them so it's fine um just breathe you need to drink some water okay Okay, great it's just like violent and out of nowhere oh Oh, yeah cool so yeah maybe you are possessed i'm gonna start saying bad things about your siblings too brie is the worst she's terrible i mean some days just kidding (laughs) okay you're not possessed (laughs) all better you're all better (laughs) um so he starts so then when she's like having these like mixed responses he's like is he with us and the guy's like the demon's like okay time to go get out of the room you're done you're done here and she, but she doesn't move obviously because she's like i just want to leave i just want to leave and, and she's then, like uh, shut down he's like has he yeah and he's like has he hurt you and she's like no he would never hurt me and the demon's like shut up don't talk about me like and uh then things start falling off the walls yeah and, uh, the demon doesn't the really, demon comes out really does not like that she is talking he is not happy no, about that. He, especially that she's talking about him, regardless of what it is. Right. And um, so the demon arrives through her and they're recording everything and seeing her change and hearing her voice change. And um, then, of course, the demon brings up Gabriel. I assume that will be the thread through this entire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For when demons show up for a Marcus. Um, also, until he kills a demon. I, that's my thought. Yeah. Also, um, when the demon comes outside of her and she does start speaking tongues, she's speaking in Aramaic. Yeah. Which I don't know what that means because not. No, Aramaic is a dead language that is very famously right. the language that Jesus spoke. It was the language of, oh. like the the Middle East at the time of Jesus. It is not an existing language oh, gotcha. anymore. It is the language of existing Middle East. No, it is the language that most of the Bible was originally written in. Gotcha. That tracks. That tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. See, this is why we have you here. Yeah. Aramaic Um. is not a language. Unless you have studied the Bible in like theology school, you don't speak Aramaic. That is not a thing. (laughs) No. Well, well, I sure don't. I sure don't speak Aramaic. Um but she is. So that's cool, yeah, I guess. Just um, casually. And so then they're, of course, showing the video to um, the bishop and Father Bennett. And they're, like, still not believing it. They're like, this could 
be anything. This is like, she just needs to have like, and that's Father like, Marcus is like, therapist. what are you talking about? She's speaking Aramaic. That's why yeah. he was so angry about it. He was like, no, that's not schizophrenia. That's a demon. Yeah. That's doesn't, this is something that doesn't exist and it's coming. Like, it's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. And uh, so then they start getting mad at Tomas because he's like, you know, I think we should hear this out. Like, I think this is the right way to do it. Like, he's, bless his heart, trying to be so diplomatic. Yeah. Um, he's so calm. Um, and then Marcus is excommunicated. And that feels like severe. Like I am familiar with that as a concept, but I don't know a lot about it. Like, do you know of like other famous, like famously excommunicated priests? Like No, I mean, I know famously excommunicated people, like Galileo was excommunicated sure, well, for saying that the earth was not the center of the universe. Um yeah. Um, and like, you know, everyone who was part of the Church of England and the like making that a thing was excommunicated. Um, but like Martin Luther was excommunicated for saying that the mm -hmm. church was fucked up. Um, but like, yeah, like, I don't was really extreme for what's going on here. Like, like Marcus has got a lot going on, but like the reasons they gave were that he left to sing up the Aquinas and never told anyone. He's not dropping this like um this exorcism thing and like yeah. he like like ran away. Like it's all stuff that it's like these aren't great. And maybe it's a reason to not like also have he him, did like, he did also pull a gun on another priest, which is like kind of a big not a thing you should do, like as a human, like not I mean, just like, as a priest. It's not great. I'm not saying I he mean, did good things, but I like mean, it's it's definitely big enough to not continue to be like um like you you can't threaten violence as a priest. Like that is not not every That's priest true. not every priest who threatens violence um gets a letter straight from the pope as fast as uh father marcus did um but uh yeah you can't pull a gun as a priest that's definitely a way to lose your collar i'm just saying like maybe we should have some more violent priests like who knows the world's a mess sure but is is violence the answer i don't know have we, but have we found an, an unanswer yet? Like, how do we know oh, it's not we, an answer? Because of the history of the number of wars this world has participated in that haven't answered any of the problems. Well, I'm not saying start a war. But, but, like, if someone's acting out, like, what if you just, like, smack them a bit? Like, no, you ask violence, me how I know violence is not the answer. I, I know. I'm not talking, like, extreme violence. It could be violent without, like extreme consequences i don't know that you can <laughs> i don't i think so in the grand scheme i would like things, to argue for violence i am a violent person and i don't think i do <laughs> argue for violence i think i know that that's a problem it's just a problem that i haven't fixed that's okay. We'll agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> so, uh, this is demons are communicated. I don't know what happened next. I'm sorry. So he was excommunicated. Yeah. And then my next line says demons are communicated. And I don't know why. I think that I had a stroke while I was writing my notes. Um, it's fine. Um, so they've asked him to leave Chicago. Um, and they're like, restart. We'll give you some money for like, I think they said four months or three months or something. Yeah. And uh, they're like, but just leave Chicago and start over. And it's everything's fine. And uh, then he's like, so what do you make of all these like body parts being missing? Don't you know that's how like you? I don't know if this is when he talks about summoning demons. I don't actually think it is, but I don't think like, it is either. He's like, this is a big deal, and they just like don't care. They just write it off. And I'm like, okay, well, you like, can only no. Like, oh no, this is, this is he says times. that he says that, and <laughs> they're like, they're like, um, you don't need nine people worth of body parts to summon a demon and he's like you need nine oh, people yeah. to summon a lot of demons yeah yeah um yeah so then we go to um, the rant's home and the family is talking about the memorial and uh casey is getting dressed and we hear them in the background talking about the memorial for julia and everything and she's wearing her thirty six hundred dollar dress and we see that she has like burn marks on the back of her neck and then she starts burning herself with the curling iron and she's i thought it was on her it, like, stomach and, but her no, dress isn't burned she's doing it in the middle of her arm and then later in the episode you see that she has burns all over her arm what the fuck is wrong with her parents that they're not asking questions about that yeah, I because mean, the, the one on her neck and her shoulder, okay, it looks bad, but I've burnt the shit out of myself <laughs> on my curling iron before, like, and so, like, burns around your hairline or on your neck and your shoulders, okay, you can excuse, you can make up a reason why that that is there, but all over your lower arm, that's yeah. intentional. Yeah, so, uh, that's when you step in as a parent. Um. But also, like, she's doing a great job at looking demented. Like, oh, yeah. She's lost her mind. Um, and then we go to Marcus and Tomas. And Tomas has obviously been looking for Marcus, trying to find him. Yeah. And he finds him at the pier. And he's, like, drinking so much. And he's like, I've been sober. I've been good. I've been doing all this stuff for 41 years. And now I'm not. He's <laughs> like, now I'm excommunicated, so like I'm gonna do what I want, basically. Yeah. And uh, Tomas is like, "Well, we still have to do this exorcism." Like, and Marcus is like, "No, I'm not a priest anymore. I'm not doing any of these things." And he's like, "Well, I'll do it. You just walk me through it." And Marcus is like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> he's like, "This is a terrible idea." Yeah. And like, to be fair, it is a terrible idea. Like, yeah, it's not, I it's don't a think Tomas idea. has the like the gumption to, yeah. That's the word. That's the one to like push through. Um, I do wish Marcus would stay and try, but I understand why he's like, Tomas, you cannot do this. Well, um, yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. And so then we go to the memorial dance party thing. And uh, uh, 
poor cat is just like devastated um she puts like the like the the ribbon or the tie or whatever on the memorial pile and uh casey's real dolled up and it does not look like herself um which is unfortunate and there the this girl who i'm assuming is in charge of the ballet is like giving a speech about how much they miss like julia and everything and how sad everything is and she pulls out whiskey to honor her and everybody's Mm -hmm. taking a sip and passed around and casey just like walks up and takes the whiskey and just like keeps drinking it and kat is just like distraught she's like caught off guard um and so then we go to marcus is that who's a we have a we have a brief break before oh we have a brief break okay i was like there's more to that scene but yeah no we have a brief scene with marcus where he's telling the uh the jesus in the um the window what is it called the colored glass window stained Um, glass to stained glass my gosh i'm telling you these like my allergies kicked in and my brain just like shut off um the he's yelling at the stained glass window to shut up (laughs) and he burns his uh excommunication papers on the prayer candles well yeah because you don't just because the catholic church says you can't be a priest doesn't mean your relationship with god just disappears especially if you've seen jesus in the eye of the storm with the demon yep 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 um now we're back to memorial and cat goes and grabs casey and tells her to leave she's like you are i don't know what's going on but you have you have to stop this we have to go yeah yeah and uh that's that's when casey tells everyone that cat was in love with julia and i don't know if she was like not out or just hadn't told them that she's in love with julia but either way it was i think i think it was that she was not like out because i think that the whole her and julia was like a weird like neither of them expected it to happen kind of thing so that's also what i think i just wasn't 100 percent sure here. yeah because no one like gave a real reaction other than shock so like it could have been for either reason um but yeah, yeah so then we see that they're actually performing for the memorial and we see what's going on which makes more sense kind of um but cat is just like devastated like she is just sobbing and i just feel so bad for her um so we go to tomas and the annoying lady i don't remember her name i didn't write down oh that and this this um just so you know this is where is i Watson? began walters 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 Water? it's walters Some, yeah um this is where i that when casey and cat were both having breakdowns at the ballet is where i stopped it like and this first scene is the first one that i watched today so for the rest of the episode i know more about what's happening <laughs> you're here got I'm it here now. Excellent. got Excellent. it this well, is where we're going. i watched all of it today so i don't know where my brain's at it's fine um so tomas and walters are looking at the beautiful view of chicago and uh he starts telling her this really nice story about his sister like telling him about like the waters in chicago and he thought it was an ocean um yeah the only reason that this story made an impact on me at all was because Mm -hmm. literally on sunday i found out that the sears tower was not called the sears tower anymore what's it called the willis tower they said that in the thing he said something about the sears tower she's like it's the willis tower now and it has been for some time 
You know, I did and, know that, I think. But I, that. and I think I did at some point, but I was doing a crossword puzzle and it said former name of Chicago <laughs> Tower. And I looked at it and I go, guys, is this Sears Tower not called that anymore? And my mom and my grandma and Dan were all like, yeah, no, it's definitely not. I was like, where the fuck have I been? And then I watched this episode today and they were talking about, then I watched this episode today and the first conversation that I watched today is, oh, the Sears Tower isn't the Sears Tower anymore. I was like, seriously, what is happening to my brain? I need to know when this happened. I really hung up on the lake stuff. Yes. You do a quick Google. Yeah. Um, When Willis So we also learn um, that, oh, is her last name Willis then? Because she has No, it's Walter's. It is Walter's. Walter's? Okay, I thought so. She's so talking about the her family owns like this. They made this glass; it's unbreakable or whatever, and yeah. that's what they use on the tower. And that's what like the windows are made. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. It stopped being oh. the Sears Tower. I don't even think I knew that the Sears Tower existed before two thousand nine. So, like, I that's false, fake news, false. Um, what is what's happening? bonkers or are they is their last name watson maybe because it's, the Willi- it's something the, like because <laughs> the willis tower is the willis tower watson like that's the actual name of it mm, maybe maybe so um i'm sorry i'm less prepared mentally than i should be i guess <laughs> i'm my problem is I don't I, want. I'm really annoyed by her, and so I didn't look her up. Like that's what that's what happened. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't like her. And now I'm like asking all these questions. I'm like, I should have just looked her up earlier. Yeah. Um, what is? But uh, but her family. It, it would make sense because her family like owns all the stuff. She's like super rich. Oh no! Um, it is Walters. Okay, it is Walters. It's Marina. It Walters. Walters. Okay. Yeah. So um, she's talking about all the stuff. How rich she is. Yada yada. And then she gives him a check for $100,000. Casual. Just out of nowhere. And she's like, do something good with it. And she does it apparently because her husband. Yeah. Well, and he's like, where I grew up, when you gave this kind of money, you wanted something. So what do you want? And she was like, for you to take the money. I don't trust you. Yeah. She's like, my husband's dying and he likes the church. (laughs) I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't lady. you don't seem like the kind of person who gives a flying fuck what your dying husband cares about. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh that was also my thoughts. And so now we're back at the mm-hmm. memorial and Casey is sweating. She is like not well. No. Um and so she runs out and Henry runs after her. And he's like for all of this talk in the first episode of him like not having a brain. He's much more like uh, involved and like aware than I would have expected. Well, for the he rest said of the he said something in this episode about what happened and why he has that, and he said that something like hit his head, like yeah. something fell and hit his head. And I have personal experience with this. Um, not me, but my aunt used to work at Disney. And she was working at Disney at a time where they were doing a renovation of Splash Mountain and a steel beam fell and hit her in the head. Jeez. She got a huge settlement from Disney 
she also got severe brain damage. She's not like a not functioning person. Like she's still like, even when it happened, like there was some recovery time, but it, what it did was it changed a lot of her personality and her choice decision making. Mm. And she went through a real rough patch for a while there. Um, And so once he said that and explained that I totally got more what it was. It was that like he, his memory is fucked um and he and he's still in that like regaining control of his personality and stuff so it's not that makes way more sense it's not like total complete brain damage like vegetable it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's depending on what part of his brain was injured there's totally different different learning curves so that makes sense, but it way sounded like he was like a vegetable in the first episode when they talked yes, about him. Yes, yes, it, it did. <laughs> if they hadn't, if he hadn't had that moment with Father Tomas in this episode where he said that something mm-hmm. like that the beam fell and hit him in the head, I would not have had that. I would have had the same like anger toward their portrayal of him. But that one conversation changed my thought. I think in the first episode it was done yeah. poorly. I agree that the yeah. the way they describe it in the first episode versus the way they describe it in this episode, two different descriptions. Very different things, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I do understand now why he's just a little not great. Yeah. That and that makes that makes way more sense. Um Yeah, so he follows her out. And so we go to Marcus and he's knocking on someone's door. I don't know that we know whose it is, but I I didn't I wasn't sure. Um when Bennett shows up and picks him up. And I was like, this doesn't seem fun. They don't like each other. Turns out okay. Marcus yeah. is, um, this is when Marcus explains the body parts are being used to summon demons. Mm. And he's like, and he's like, you don't need that many body parts. He's like, no, it's for a lot of demons. Like, bad things yeah. are coming. Yeah. Um, and then Bennett starts telling him, he's like, I wish you could have gotten it together because you have a lot of friends here. Like, you could have done good things here, but like, here we are um and like apparently after seeing the like burning guys what really set him off to being like he needed to help marcus like marcus was meant to do something yeah and uh and he starts going into like how he also doesn't want the pope to be there because it's not the right time like and that's when we first hear that maybe the church was compromised yeah but when he actually when he actually I immediately, when he handed the stuff to oh, Marcus, yeah. knew what it was saying. I was like, oh, I get it. I didn't know exactly. I knew it was going to be something to help him, but I didn't know what. But he gave him the two tickets, the two train tickets. And then on the back of it, he had, like, a list of all of the, like, quote-unquote friends that he could, like, trust in. Yeah, but, um, so the two train tickets. One was a ticket from uh, Chicago to Tallahassee. The mm-hmm. other one that was hidden wasn't, he didn't give it to him, was a train ticket from Elgin to Chicago. To Chicago, yeah. So I was like, oh. So Bennett might not be such a bad guy. I was like, okay. I see you. I see you, Father mm-hmm. Bennett. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe we don't want to punch him in the face anymore. I don't know. We'll see. Um. So then we're back to Henry and Casey. And he's trying to talk to her, and she just keeps blowing him off because she's a bit of a 
like got things going on in her head with her demon and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, he starts having like an issue and like kind of like passes out, but it's not like enough that anything happened. She doesn't seem like worried, but he just kind of like falls asleep. I didn't and, like um, her lack of empathy for her dad, who clearly looked yeah. like he was having a minor stroke. Right. That's what I thought at first. And then it was like, I guess he just fell asleep. Like, and that's fine. So that was a, that was also, I agree. It was like a weird choice. Yeah. Um, but then the stupid guy, well, this group of stupid guys get on the train and one of them starts mm. hitting on her and no one's doing anything. And it is so fresh. I, I'm sure it's meant to be a comment on society, but it is so frustrating because like they're just there there's so many people there he's like he's like a useless guy it's not like he's some big tough guy like that people no. are scared of he just it's just he's that he's just with like a group it's just that he's not alone he's not alone yeah. he's with a group yeah and that and is so, absolutely no a comment yeah yeah and uh so then the demon comes on board and then like starts like kissing her which uh, I, I literally I was like enjoy. what the fuck yeah, I said, I don't enjoy so, that. I so Dan, Dan was at my house today and I was like, I'm so sorry. I have 10 minutes of this episode left and he does not watch scary things and he does not do gore and he does not do <laughs> horror. So he was like, okay, um, I'm just going to step out. He had, he was measuring my deck because he and my dad have a dream project on an in-ground pool that he, they're working on. And so he was like, it's fine. I'll just go like measure the deck. Like, okay. So then I was just like, the, the kiss started happening and I go, what the fuck? And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. um but then what happened was i wasn't fine um because the rest of the scene happened yeah and so uh the lights start flashing and uh casey attacks this guy because the demon has gone into her or whatever and starts beating the hell out of him like blood everywhere like another guy tries to step in she hits him like and then she is just on top of him and henry starts to wake up in the midst of chaos Again, well, no one's doing anything. But to be fair, like, I would also be terrified of her. Might not well, would be able yes, to do anything. Yes. But I was like, here's a problem with things like this. I absolutely wanted that guy to get attacked. Because he fucking should not have touched her. But then what had happened was, um, it wasn't just, like, somebody standing up for themselves. It was a fucking demon. So attack went from, like, defense to the most fucked up shit I've ever seen so fast. Yeah. Yeah, like she's scratching him on his face and like claw it looks like she's about to claw him to death. He does survive, but it's pretty it's pretty Barely. touch and go, it seems. But it's also like aggressively visual what is happening and the scratching. Yeah. And I was like screaming. Like I screamed and then I was like, ah, ooh, and I was making noises, and Dan was like started to come in to like check on me and i literally <laughs> just go do, i literally just go do not come in here do not come in here he goes oh my god is it that bad i said yes leave just do not because he was not going to handle it the other day we were watching criminal minds and it was the episode where the people like have the tattoo of the like thing well well but basically the person was into self-mutilation <laughs> so the the, the serial killer mm-hmm. in the episode was into self-mutilation and they showed them like digging like a ta- uh, like a tattoo into their skin and like put peeling skin off and he couldn't watch that scene like he couldn't watch it and i was like this yeah you definitely could not watch no, no he, he, got, he was this. so worried um, he was like are you okay and i was like i'm fine i just do not come in here 
Yeah, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah. No, it was it was a rough scene. And uh, Henry finally stands up and sees his daughter covered in blood, and he sees the demon within her. We don't visually see it, but you can tell that he like connects yeah. the dots. And um, and I mean, it's like he's other than the time that like Marcus saw her. I mean, that Tomas saw her. He's the one that's seeing all of her demonic interactions. Which right. is what we talked about last week. How I think it's just going to get caught up because he's the one seeing everything and no one's going to believe him. Um, but then the um, the jewelry box music starts playing again, which is always a fun way to end an episode. And here we are. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what we I, this week. I told him this is my, my in- description of the episode to my dad when he asked how my day was. <laughs> I said, I so glad that I put Courtney in charge of horror because it's one thing off my plate and I don't have to worry about it. And it's something that she knows more about than I do. Also, I'm fucking pissed that I put Courtney in charge of horror because I would like to never watch the show again. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, you picked this show. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. You wanted to watch the movie, (laughs) and then I found out that the show went with the movie, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I was going to pick something... I was gonna pick like a, a dark, like a dark comedy, like horror comedy, and you were like, "Let's do The Exorcist" because there's a movie and a TV show. I was like, "Oh, that's great! I've never watched them. Great plan." So, to be fair, this is your fault, but I'm not mad about it. Why the fuck did I do? Who? What did I think I was doing? <laughs> what is wrong? God. And the the new movie comes out. It was a marketing scheme, you know. It, it was. No, it was. You're just it suffering was, for it, the market. <laughs> no, the thing was, it was me trying to make our show more relevant for the new movie, and I was marketing us. Right. I was also an idiot. You were thinking about the show and not yourself. Yeah, I was thinking about. Great. I was thinking That's how about I'd like yeah to live. I was life. thinking about the podcast as a business, not about my own mm-hmm. mental damage that would happen from watching right. this show. Look, no pain, no gain. That's what I'm here to say as we watch The Exorcist. (laughs) So much pain. All of the pain. All of the pain. Yeah, speaking of, I have no trivia for this episode. I'm Nothing happened. They were like, I went to IMDb. It was like, do you want to be the first person to add trivia to this? I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. No, No, Um, thank you. So uh, who do you want to punch in the face? The creepy fucking demon. Not mm. only, I mean, if yeah. for here's the thing, demons always going to be the bad guy. I get it. It's a show about demons, right. demonic possession. Demons are going to be the bad guy. Probably that would be an easy one to pick every week. But I'm trying to go with like specific instances of like genuinely like beyond the normal fucked up. And making out with a teenager on a bus or on a train is just really. Yeah. I can't. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. It it was and it was so long and so close on their faces, so uncomfortable. All I could think of how yeah. literally first of all, I was uncomfortable shit in the moment. But then also all I could think about was how uncomfortable it must have been for that poor actress to make out with this old dude. I I thought that's all I could think about. That's all I could think about watching this scene. I was like, like I, I don't even know character wise. No, no, character wise, yeah, I'm no. confused. But but human wise, I am vomiting yeah. in my mouth. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, I was like, this is not good. This doesn't. And this is coming from someone who's Um, literally said they would have sex with Steven Tyler. I still don't. I can't. (laughs) I feel like that's different, though. Like, yeah, that's different. But um, well, if it makes you feel better, the demon was third on my list, so he wasn't even the top. I uh, did not have as hard of a time picking someone. I picked um, Miss Walters. Marina, yeah, she's Um, a bitch. I hate her. I know she's the downfall of everything. I think she is the reason Casey got possessed. This is my predictions. I think she's trying to do something to the Pope. And I think she's bought her way into a lot, but that I, that also I think she has some kind of like demonic thing going on. I don't think that that is a terrible, terrible answer. Yeah. I don't, I think she's the one. So um, Based on how much I hate her already and my predictions, she's yeah. gone. <laughs> the only pr- the only thing I have to say for predictions is that it has been too long since we've seen little Luis, and so I'm nervous for him. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to come back, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad because it's going to be Good part call. of the attacking Tomas personally part of it. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, so who's your MVP, then? My MVP is weirdly Father Bennett. Okay. That's not, that's not weird. That's not bad. That's a good one. I think um, I like the diff- I mean, the difference, I mean, obviously there have been other episodes where he has not been great, but I think the fact that he is like doing his job and not losing his place in like the pecking order of the church, but also being like, yeah. I think we need to do something and you, Father Marcus, are the only person I can trust to do it so i'm going to bend the rules a little bit because there are bad things happening but i have to stay close to the pope because he is actually a good person and if the church is at risk he can't get hurt someone has to protect him yeah yeah i was like yeah that's a good answer that's probably the best answer i didn't even think about him um yeah i like it um i went with henry he's like trying so hard to fantastic fantastic answer bless his heart and like I feel like he has the least resources because he is trying to figure himself out doing all this stuff and like yeah I just God he's just trying so hard to be such a good dad. Well, I feel like Father him. Bennett is going it's to not have end to well sacrifice. No, it's not. It's not. But I also feel like it's not going to end well for <laughs> Father Bennett. I feel like Father Bennett is going to have to sacrifice. Oh no, it's not to save for the Pope. It's going to be rough. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know that there's anybody that um, it's really going to end great for. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I'm not like, oh, yeah. that person's going to win. Like, I don't think anybody's going to come out of this very, yeah. very well. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think everybody's going to suck in the end. going to suck for everyone. But it's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, if you have thoughts, you have predictions, ideas, if you watch the trailer for the new one, I've, I'm hearing that the trailer's out and people are already terrified of the new film coming out um let us know your thoughts i have not seen it yet um but i'm planning on going to the movie soon so i might like maybe tomorrow so i might see it um but yeah so email us death and aliens at gmail.com feel free to find us on all the social medias at death and aliens you can find me at ce cloud 13 and me at e-m-k-a-y underscore superstar what are you trying to see at the movies i don't know I just like oh, the movie. Okay. I have a free popcorn at Alamo Draft House. So I'll probably go see mm. if the Barbie movie is available. Mm. I think I'm going to the um, drive-in next week. 
Um, yeah, and we're going to see Haunted Mansion and the new Indiana Jones. Yeah, I want to see... So I've I've never seen any of the Indiana Jones, but... Um, so well, the thing I is, think- Barbie is playing, but with Meg, too. What? Um, Meg, too, the new Megalodon movie. So Barbie is paired. Oh, up like at the at the drive-in. Oh, at the drive-in, the double feature. Yeah, the drive-in. The drive-in, the double feature. Barbie saying. is playing with Meg too, so not going to see that. Oppenheimer is playing with something yeah. terrifying looking, but also Oppenheimer is fucking three hours long. Oh, is it the take the hand or whatever? The, yes, the, the yes, hand that's hand? what I want to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, but so it's Oppenheimer and yeah. Take Me by the Hand, but it's gonna like Take Me by the Hand doesn't even start till twelve fifty-five. Like that's how fucking late this is. Um, and then there's like a. I think Ninja Turtles is playing with something that I don't know. Yeah. Um, and but so then the other screen is Haunted Mansion and Indiana Jones. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. But so Haunted Mansion and Indiana Jones. I was like, perfect. That's that's what I want to see. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I don't know what I'll try to either see uh oh theater camp came out too. I've heard that's gonna be Oh, I've heard that's good. Haunted Mansion, talk to me or Barbie. I'll probably go try and see Barbie if it's it's already sold out for tomorrow night. Yeah, so I won't be going to see Barbie. I'll probably be going to see Haunted Mansion then if I can. Okay. So I just I have a free popcorn Elmo Draft House, and they give you this like gigantic bowl of popcorn. So like I'll probably have that for dinner, and it's free. So love that. And I'll need a mental break probably well, before if I, I go get to my CLEs. If I go to the drive-in on Sunday, we can talk about Haunted Mansion next week. But if I don't see it till Tuesday, we can't talk about yeah. it yet. Correct. Excellent. Yes, we'll look into it. I love it. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening to our extended version of the yeah. episode. <laughs> I hope you also see Haunted Mansion this week. Please. And you want to yes. talk about it with us. Because right. you know how you That's know all. how we'll talk about how much we hate Jared Leto. It'll be great. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Oh yeah, we love doing that. Bye.